Hey there, everyone. This is Nat Bridger, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon. Yeah, we had some ash juice. I am all about ash juice. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the in the bed. And the, the, the lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. Like housekeeping. Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being oh, turned geez. over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Hey, I'm Nicky Furnish, and you're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Alrighty, my friends, welcome back to the Vegas Confessions podcast. This one is going to be a real treat for you. I mentioned recently on one of the recent episodes that we're going to be talking to a comedian that does shows in Vegas, and he actually had a residency not too long ago over at Oyo at the Stand Up and Rock showroom. Now, what's really cool about this is I actually went to check out this show, and I told you guys a little bit about what I had seen and some of the different acts and how they even invited me after and we went and hung out over at the LA Comedy Showroom over at the Strat and my whole night just transformed into comedy not knowing to me, right? So it was really cool. Well now, my main purpose for going that show was to check out Byron Kennedy, which is the main headliner that was at the place at the time. So I didn't realize I was going to one of the more open mic nights, right? So when I get there, I see all these different comedians, but no Byron. I'm like, okay, well, it was still a good show. Like I said, hung out with these guys afterwards. You guys, just a little background of this guy. He's been declared the Leonardo da Vinci of radio by Howard Stern. He's recently made his debut at the Grand Ole Opry. And he's even been working with Kevin Hart's celebrity game face. This man is selling out shows on the road and even started his own podcast called Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation. Welcome to the Vegas Confessions podcast, Byron Kennedy. Hey, thank you, man. That was quite an intro. Man. <laughs> Dude, this is really cool to chat with you because, again, I had the intention on checking out your show just because I had seen your stuff online. And I like raw comedy, so j that's that's my thing. And everybody I check out, like the comedian Tricks in town, I'm, I'm sure you know Tricks very well, just a hell of a time good good show every time so there's so much things i do want to get in touch with you about so definitely i wanted to mention what you have coming up here in the beginning of october it's taking place on the third and byron's premiering his own comedy special called nash vegas again october 3rd it's called the las vegas comedy festival and it's taking place in the arts district byron can you give people a little more insight to this and what's going to take place here yeah, the uh, the people that produced my my special Laugh After Dark, um, they're they're Vegas locals, and uh, they they've created this comedy festival down there. Uh, it's the second year, um, and uh, it's everything comedy, man. And um, they're really talented, awesome people. And we we uh, I, I I filmed my first uh, comedy special. And I named it Nash Vegas because I couldn't pick a city that I wanted to film it in. And my record label decided to uh, allow me to, to film it in both locations. Because I started, you know, I started doing open mics in, uh, in Nashville, but I really learned how to do comedy in Vegas. And so, is that where you're from, Nashville? 
You know, I, I'm not from Nashville. I okay. just, I was, I was there for about five years uh, running a record label. I was the head of promotion for Stony Creek Records out there. And uh, I was just getting burnt out, man. And, uh, you know, comedy, stand-up comedy was always my dream. And I decided to finally start leaning into that, to that a little bit, uh, doing some open mics around town. And then I left my record label job to pursue comedy full-time and then ended up signing a record deal with my former label. Crazy. That's nice. That is a great story. Yeah. And because of your background, I find it so interesting that you took that leap, right? Not a lot of people are willing to do that and go totally out of your realm sometimes. And and just by reading some of the stuff you have online, I, I thought it was interesting that you did. You took that jump from what you were doing in radio and broadcasting at the time and said, you know what? I'm fed up with this. I'm tired of the nine to five. I want to do something different. So it says a lot about you and who you are. Well, thank you, man. Uh, you know, I just, I wasn't getting any younger and I thought, you know, I'm really going to regret it if I let fear keep me out of, out of at least trying. I have to at least try. And I knew in comedy, man, if you're not fully committed, it's just going to be a hobby. So I had to give up everything I had to, uh, so that I would give it everything that I possibly could. Uh, a lot of people thought maybe I was having a midlife crisis, but yeah, maybe I was, but it's been a, been a hell of a, uh, hell of a fun midlife crisis to have. That, that, there's no other better profession to have that midlife crisis than, than comedy. <laughs> you got that right. That's right. You got that right. <laughs> you know? so, so you can bring that crisis right to the state. <laughs> and everybody will have a great time with it. Yeah. <laughs> especially with your delivery. From, I, from the stuff I watched, especially at the Grand Old Opry, the, the parts that I watched with your dad and stuff, it was so hilarious how you delivered it. And that's 100% comedy is the delivery of it. And I thought you do a great job at that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a big part of it. That's why you got to try these jokes so many times um, to get them right and watch it back and see those deliveries that you might have missed. The thing about that Opry set, though, I, I had never done any of that material <laughs> prior to that. Well, you did good. So that's an attribute to your craft that you you are following your passion and you know what you're good at and you followed it. My favorite joke is when you're saying, you know, that's all this guy's going to be known and talking about forever. And when you're talking to your friends and they drive up, oh, I saw that Brigitte. Oh, yeah, in the parking lot. Of Just so much comedy. I love it. So let me ask you, how long now have you been doing comedy altogether? Uh, well, you're not going to believe me, but uh, a little over three years. And have you seen a change in the way comedy is taking form and the way that jokes are taken by folks and stuff like that since you've jumped in the scene? You know, it hasn't changed too much since I jumped in, but it definitely has changed since I've, I've been, you know, been paying attention. I mean, it's comedy is just, it's just getting harder and harder, you know, unless you just don't care about offending people. You can't, yeah. you know, you're not going to do a show without offending somebody. But this whole cancel thing, it's always in the back of your mind, you know. And we've been at quite a few comedy shows in Vegas and, and it is, and we, we've seen, especially within the last year or two, a lot of the comedians, they'll address it like yeah. in in their performance because it is something that you don't, it's not like you, you're trying to offend anybody, but comedy is going to offend somebody at some point. Like some people just have a chip on their shoulder and they have to go into the room. If you're going to see a comedy show, it's kind of like you need to go in saying, we're just going to have some fun. Yeah. We're not po pointing shots at you personally. And like we go and we laugh. I mean, even the stuff that we don't agree with, it's 
hilarious. Yeah. Because it, it's comedy. And I don't mind being a part of the joke. And, you know, yeah. I, Julian yeah. has been part of the joke. Like, we sit front row quite a few times. And, you know, com- comedians, you know, <laughs> see somebody and he, he rolls with it. And it, it is. It's a great time. You got to be open. Yeah. It's how it's supposed to be. It's how it's supposed to be. A lot of people are just afraid to sit in the front for that reason. But, <laughs> you know, it's good. It's good that you don't take yourself too seriously. And, that's right. And, That's yeah, you come to a comedy show. Yeah, right. I mean, if you come to a comedy show to be offended. You, you, you wanted to be offended, and and you know, uh, what a what a sad way to live your life, looking for reasons to be upset. A hundred percent. Now, let me ask you, Byron, what are your favorite places to perform outside of Las Vegas? Oh man, well, the Grand Ole Opry was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean that. Yeah. Were you nervous? Because I know that's like a legendary place. I was very nervous. And, you know, I'm not a clean comic and that had to be clean. Yeah. So at the time I had never done anything clean. So I think I did like 15, (laughs) 20 minutes, which I was so afraid that an F-bomb was going to fly out and I'd never be invited back. And it almost did. You know, Uh, it almost did. I I caught myself. Yeah. I said, freaking, (laughs) which isn't isn't a word I use. So... (laughs) Still borderline. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'd have to say, um, I don't know, man. I have fun everywhere. You know, right. I just did my first state fair uh, a week and a half ago. I uh, did a show up in Kansas at, at a state fair with Rob Schneider. No way. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. He was awesome. And, uh, you know, I had never done a state fair before. I was also clean. So, you know, I, I found out. And I had to do 45 minutes clean that time. I, I found out that I could actually do it. It was probably a challenge, but... <laughs> what a hell of a way to learn. Yeah, It is a challenge, but, yeah. you know, hey, I, I probably should learn to do... Well, I didn't. Ha- I don't have to learn. I, I, I've shown that I can do it. But, you know, there should be money in corporate gigs if you can be clean. So, yeah. yeah you know, right. I think it's good to be able to do both, you yeah. know? And, and I'm not, like, raunchy. So a lot of my material, it's easy for me to clean it up. I just remove the, the, the multi-part. Yeah. <laughs> So what about in Vegas itself? What would you say some of your favorite places in Vegas are to perform? Are there very many places you perform you know, outside of Oyo? Uh well the LA Comedy Club, they are the club where you know they had the they had a room upstairs for a while at the right. strap before they built that that new beautiful that new beautiful room downstairs, which is just amazing. I love that room. But but the one I cut my teeth in was upstairs. Um kind of around the corner i don't know if you've have you been to the old la i was in like a really long rapey hallway <laughs> uh yes i uh, need to admit yes <laughs> you'd be walking forever going where the hell am i gonna end up you know and then they had like a a lingerie store in case you wanted to buy a dildo real quick <laughs> yeah, so yeah that that room though um while the new one is awesome and beautiful that old room had a vibe you know yeah. it just had a, it was dark and just man and it was rowdy if it only had a better hall age well just so to- I, that that probably was my favorite that room uh and i think it's because it because it really taught me how to how to do this you know vegas is hard vegas is the hardest city in america yeah very true very true and with, just to go on top of and piggyback what you're saying about the la comedy room the newer place it's really nice. Like you said, you got some great acts in there. I mean, Brent Ernst is hilarious. I saw him come up yes. on stage recently when Burt Kreischer was in town, and Burt brought him on stage as well. And 
There was also uh, Butch Bradley, who, oh man, I can't get enough of that guy. Genius. Yes, the guy is just genius. That guy, his yeah, his crowd work is is unbelievable. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. That's that's what we're gonna talk about a little bit more right now because me and Kelly got to see him live and raw and dealing with hecklers, right? So this is one topic I wanted to bring up with you. It was later in the notes, but we're on the subject already since we talked a little bit about it earlier. Have you found yourself dealing with hecklers? And do you notice that these come more often in Vegas versus somewhere else? Yes, I would say in Vegas, just because you got people that have been drinking by the pool all day and yeah. idiots <laughs> by that point. 100% agree. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's the thing though, you know, the heckler... Believe it or not, like that's the thing. Like they, 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 there's this, there's this thing where before you start, it's like, oh my god, what if I get heckled? Right? It's like, it, it's, it's the fear. It's the number one fear. But it, it, it really doesn't happen. You know, a lot of times it's just a drunk person that's that thinks they're part of the show. And a lot of times you could just say, hey, uh, you know, shut the fuck up. And yeah, they will. <laughs> uh, you know. So I, I've had to deal with them. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it goes a little off the rails. Um, but I usually just try to shut it down real fast. Um, try to think of an example. But, uh, you know, like, when I, hey, we even had a heckler when I filmed my special. Didn't have any in Nashville, but when I filmed it, I, you know, we the, the special jumps back and forth, right? Yeah. From Nashville to Vegas. It's a, you're going to love this story. It's a room full of, you know, the producers go up and tell everybody, we're filming a special, don't yell out, don't, you know, don't try to be part of the show, don't don't throw the comedian off. So I go up there, and, and sure enough, at some point, it's drunk assholes yelling shit out and being obnoxious, and, and, and at first I stopped, and I was like, hey, uh, I, I was like, all right, calm down, all right, this ain't a fucking game show. You know, the audience isn't part of this, you know, and so I went on and he yelled out again and I was like, dude, I already told you, you know, it's not a gangster. You're not solving riddles up here. All right. Like, you know, this isn't the price is right. Shut the fuck up. So the third time I was like, can someone get this asshole out of here? And, and then he yells, I'm gone. Yeah, I know you're gone. I've been listening to you for the last, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And so I'm like, what an idiot. Right. So I get on stage my manager comes over to me and he goes, dude, I don't, I don't think you know this, but the guy that you threw out, that you cussed out was your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I had family there and my drunk ass uncle, I didn't know because the lights are bright. So you can't see. He goes, I had a feeling. You, I go, what? You're fucking kidding me. He goes, yeah, that was your uncle. And so I went to my air and I was like, Wait a minute! I'm not gonna say his name because he'll probably get all butter. I think he's still mad. I think he thinks I knew it was him. I haven't talked to him since I threw his ass out. That's the best story I've ever heard. And I went to my aunt and I go, "That was that was uh, Uncle." You know, she's like, "Well, no, he was just whistling." And you know, they told him they wanted to make a lot of things. She was like covered for him. I'm like, "I, Matt, listen." He bought the all-you-can-drink special that they have there. I was on his ass at the bar like <laughs> ten times in forty-five minutes. I I should have known that his ass that that was him, that drunk bastard. That is. I mean, weird. he's heckling me, my own uncle, while I'm filming a special. Oh, that's the best story I've ever heard. It's the dirty. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome. That's awesome. Oh. Oh. What else is family for, right? Yeah, wait. That's a hell of a Thanksgiving yeah, conversation. I yeah, know it. That's great. 
Now, I know you mentioned meeting Rob Snyder recently. Are there any other celebrities that you've met that you've kind of been starstruck by when you met him? Uh, man, you know, no, I, I don't. I, I've met a lot of celebrities, but I was in radio for a lot of years, so I met a lot of people there. And, yeah. And so I just kind of got used to it early on, and I don't really tend to get all that starstruck. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing, because then you don't get nervous. Yes. Because that's what tends to happen. All right. Okay, so he, who in comedy, Byron, would you say inspired you to just, who who would you watch? Who would you be watching all the time that really made you say, hey, you know what, maybe I'm going to give this a shot? Uh, Sam Kinison, I was a big fan of Sam Kinison when I was young. Very so nice. I would definitely, um, he was a big inspiration for me growing up, definitely, big time. Okay. Um you know, Mitch Hedberg, I, I liked all comics, but I mean, for me, it was all about Sam. Nice. Okay. Now, we've never been to Nashville, and since you've been there and spent some time there, who has the best hot chicken? Uh, you know, there's a place called Hattie B's. Oh. We've actually That's heard of that. Cosmo up on Block 16. Okay. okay. So there, there is one in yeah. Vegas. Our, our oldest goes to Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and we've been there multiple times, and we noticed directly when we started visiting Georgia how many more chicken places there were and how serious back east and particularly down south they take their chicken compared to California. And so now it's kind of an ongoing, you know, like, oh, this is coming here. This is coming here. You know, we got a churches now. We have a Canes over in California now. But before it was only back east and it was kind of like people pick their particular one because a lot of it's the sauce, I kind of feel like. But all the chicken's good to yeah. me. Some of the some of the sauces are kind of hot though. Do you like hot? I do like hot. Yeah, I, I um, I do. Well, I'm more of a barbecue guy than a chicken guy. Okay. Oh yeah. No, we just went with that name because uh because it was Nashville. So let me ask you, was there ever a moment where you started in comedy and you felt like you were bombing, and what kind of adjustments did you make that you noticed you had to take right away? You know, when the first time I bombed, when you first bomb, you're not equipped to deal with. Um, and so you, you, you make all the wrong decisions, right? So you start to panic. And so you go right to your best material. Okay. And when, and then when you've already lost the room, you lose your confidence. When you lose your confidence, you're done, right? It's blood in the water. So you go to your best material to try to bring the room back. And that usually doesn't work because you've already lost them. And then you realize, okay, well, I've just gone through all my best material and I'm getting nothing, uh, and now I got another 20 minutes up here with, without, I don't even have my best sit to rely on. So that's a really sinking feeling and it's, it's terrible. Yeah. I can imagine, especially because you're live standing in front of people. And once you're getting an, a reaction that you're not wanting or not encouraging, you're like, shit, what do I do? <laughs> you know? Um, but right, it, right. but to persevere even makes you better. So, I mean, at least, you know, right. shutting everybody down helps. For sure. Okay, so when in Vegas, what are some of your favorite places to hang out and spend some free time when you're not working? You know, I um, I like to go hiking up in the Red Rocks back there, um, and I like to play golf. I love playing golf there in the winter, but that's about it for me. Okay. Do you have a favorite uh, golf spot? Because yeah. I know there's some really, really nice golf golf places. Yeah, golf courses there. What, whichever place is free. Yeah. Some of them are so high. We we had just talked about not too long ago. There are some property resorts that are like $700, $700 $800 for their green fees. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Who has a hobby yeah, it's that expensive? That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts for sure. So let me ask you, while you're performing in Vegas, do you have to stay at hotels? And if so, what's the worst property you've ever stayed at? <laughs> oh my God, I don't think I can answer that. Okay, okay, no worries, no worries. But you have one, that means you have one, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we know what that means. Yes, I do. Julian stayed there too. Yeah. <laughs> I already know that. <laughs> <laughs> he did a review. <laughs> That's good. That's great. Awesome. So if you had recommendations for people to check out, in town for comedy, festivals, showrooms, different places for comedy. As comedy is becoming a bigger thing all around town, there's places on Main Street like Wise Guys who just expanded over in the town square. So there's so many opportunities for people to take advantage of. What are some places you would recommend people check out in town or maybe some of your friends that you'd recommend they check out as well? Man, that's such a hard question. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my favorite, I, it's, you know, uh, I, look, I don't think you can go wrong in Vegas, man. There's so many talented comedians here. So many. Um, you know? Yeah, we, we, we've met quite a few. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think yeah. you hit yeah. that on the head. Can you emphasize and express, I'm sure you're noticing it more and more as you're in the comedy scene, about how much of this for the comedians is a brotherhood. Everybody's helping everybody, right? It's more of a community. Because I've seen this more than more times often than not where comedians are helping each other, embracing one another, welcoming each other to take some time and get on stage at their shows and stuff like that. Have you had some of those opportunities come your way? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I have heard before I got in it that comics were haters and didn't support each other. And, you know, you, you, you do run into some of that. Yeah. But I have found it to be uh, the opposite for the most part. I mean, especially the Vegas scene, there's a community there. They they really care about each other and help each other as much as you can. And, and I like that a lot. Okay. Are you a pizza person at all? You like pizza? I do like pizza. Who's yeah. got, who's got uh, your favorite slice in town? Uh, I do a joke about a pizza place, about how I came out of a bed. That Fremont has the best pizza in the world, uh, how I came out out of a, a store and a homeless dude said, hey man, I'll suck your dick for a piece of pizza. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, get out of here. Get out of here and suck that dick for a minute. And I got in the car and I started thinking, man, that must be some good ass pizza. I better go back and try this pizza. I don't remember the name of the place. So. I bet it was Pizza Rock. I bet it was Pizza Rock. I bet it was Pizza yeah. Rock. Yeah. It was downtown. It's called Pizza That's Rock. That's great. Yeah. Listen, I'd love for you to emphasize and let people know more about the comedy festival, where they can find more of you, and come and check you out in person in Vegas. Yeah, man. Uh, ByronKennedyComedy.com. Uh, Byron Kennedy Comedy is what I am on all my socials. Yeah, uh, October 1st on Sunday, I'll be at the Strat at the Headliner Show, and uh, you can uh, check me out there. And then... You know, my website has all my dates. I don't have a lot going on the rest of the year. I'm going to be in Laughlin October 11th through the 15th. We love Laughlin. Yeah, yeah, we love Laughlin. Laughlin is so Yeah, man. Come on down. Come to a show. You know what? We may actually take you up on that. We might be in town pretty soon, actually. So, again, dude, this was... Yeah, let me know, man. This was an absolute pleasure. I I appreciate your your PR team reaching out. And as soon as I saw the name, I'm like, hell yeah, I want him (laughs) on the podcast. Because I already knew that you're down to earth just from watching a lot of your content and a lot of the stuff you do. And for listeners, 
If you haven't ran across Byron, check him out on YouTube right now. Check out his stuff. He's hilarious. You will not regret seeing him in person. Again, I booked the show purposely thinking I was going to check him out and saw four other comedians, you know? So again, there's so much going on with this guy. He's all over the place. He's got some really killer content out there. And the joke with his dad just threw me over the wall. It did not stop me from laughing. Again, brother, keep keep up the great work, keep up everything you're doing, and we look forward to hearing and chatting with you soon. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for having me.